Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons. Happy Fables and Merry Latour. Alright, maybe that doesn't make sense, but I'm too excited about the news we have to share. The War of a Thousand Dragons, Season 1, is coming to a close. Our last pre-recorded episode will air on October 30th. However, the exciting news is that our season finale will be a live event. Join the Red Willow Guild so we can all experience the cataclysmic conclusion of Season 1 together. Chat with us in real time as the guild navigates old rivalries, devious plans, experimental weaponry, and world-altering events. Be sure to check out our Instagram and Facebook regularly for updates on the live finale, including the date and time to join us. Alright, back to our regularly scheduled content. Journal entry 449, Adriana Byron. After we all had a dip in that rejuvenation pool, we progressed further into the lair. As we continued, we found ourselves in another cavern full of these pools, unknown if they had similar properties. Blocking our exit was a frozen waterfall, but with some rather ingenious applications of strength, Nordum and Corpse Paint created an exit. We found ourselves at the bottom of a ravine, before we even had an opportunity to take stock, a war horn was sounded and a glyph appeared. A trap, no doubt. Seems unlikely that it would have been for our group, but it's possible. Searsha, Willow, and Valorous were sent to a graveyard that just so happened to have a pack of saber-toothed rams looking for food. They came out more or less unscathed, a couple of new scars, but nothing fatal. Aiden, Nordum, and Talon were teleported to a cabin where the fires of Fell were holed up. Gion Fell, cousin to Freyda Fell, if I am correct, was leading this group. Gion seemed to have recognized the party, which is never good. Nordum was nearly torn in half by their psionic abilities. As I write this, I don't recall how they escaped. I was teleported with Corpse Paint and Fae. Unfortunately, we were sent to the Glacier Dragon's sacrificial altar with the dragon close by. Terrifying. Thirteen or so dragons of varying kinds were set as frozen trophies. The glacier dragon locked us in with a wall of ice and then proceeded to blast us with its frost breath. Corpse Paint rushed forward to meet the beast in combat with Faye providing support. With the creature occupied, I took the chance to find an exit. Creating a stone wall for cover, I began to melt a hole in the ice. Corpse Paint blinded the dragon while a hundred or so feet in the air. In a show of dominance, it, um, it tore corpse paint apart. How we managed to get away in the end is still a bit of a blur. The loss will affect them greatly, I'm sure. I hope they have the time to grieve. But first, we must survive the night. Welcome to a just a spectacularly special, uh, invigorating, unique episode. Uh, we are just hitting it with the four of us. And this... One shot is simply known as the Adagi Guild, because 
I kind of phoned that one in. I will say, however, I had a co-writer for this episode. Oh, credit. Yeah. And his name is Knut. Don't get credit. Not kidding. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. He's he's here in spirit. Yeah. Um. So thank you, Knut, for all of your help on that. I'm sure we can kill the Adagi Guild tonight and just fuck up my whole canon, and it'll be good. Nice. I mean, even if we do, you can find a way. You're the author. You're yeah. God in this scenario. Yeah. All I really need out of you four is just Agen. <laughs> hey. Oh. Perfect. Yeah. I understand yeah. who I must keep alive. <laughs> Like a slow on a again. So you guys are currently split up. Uh, Drek and Steph and the Scaleless Dragon, aka Agen, were taking part in the Phantom Siege. You had got a tidbit from some interrogation that the dwarves are up to something no bueno in the ruptured range. However, that is all you could get. So you were tasked by Prince Dusanith Drecki of Rogar to go collect your guild and investigate what you can. Try to find this area that the dwarves are working on um, and gather as much intelligence as possible before returning to uh, Prince Dusanith. Um, so you two are heading towards the Loveless Lands and plan on meeting the Shadow Mistress, a.k.a. Kithlin, and Lady Law, a.k.a. Loren, who were in the Three Gates on an assassination contract. You find yourselves in early autumn. The leaves are falling. The rain is trickling. Cloudy gray skies hang above your heads. And you are making your way towards the shore of the Obsidian Lake. When uh, Agen and Drekenstaff, you notice your two uh, companions... Uh, just seated comfortably next to the lake, uh, soft lapping waves. It's quite a large lake. They're just sitting around a fire, uh, enjoying themselves, and feel free to pick up. Oh gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I, I made the wrong choice. Oh no. She's only like one of my favorite characters, Sarah, so, you know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. You got this. You'll kill it. Eh, I believe. All right. I guess we'll approach, and as we get within, I don't know, the outer rim of the light of the fire, is there room for two? It's about time you showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to see you two. Dragon White, he'll just make a spot for himself and sit down. Get himself comfortable. Were you guys successful over in Phantom Island? Uh, yes, yes we were. Assistance with the Red Willow Guild was valuable as always. Didn't doubt them at all. And you were equally successful? Yep. Done and done. Fantastic. I mean, we were successful, but not a lot to really go on other than we have business to attend to in the Fetcher range. Not a lot to go on. The the dwarves are sending freight down from the Obsidian through the Obsidian Lake. Looks like they're handing off supplies somewhere in the range. Seems like a good spot as any to start. Were we able to fight, uh, find out where they were docking in the ruptured range through the obsidian lake? Or are we going to follow the river and just find a bunch of dwarves? So, 
as it so happens, um, just uh, kind of like off in the distance, um, you see this, it's like a 35 foot like schooner. It's like a single mast and it's got running lights on it. So like there's these lamps that are just kind of like swaying. Um, and Lady Law and Shadow Mistress, you both know that is the boat that you've just been following. I was just going to follow this, the boat we've been following the whole time. Sounds good. Easy peasy. And we're just to investigate what the dwarves are doing down in the ruptured range, or are we to interfere in any way there, Egan? If the uh, opportunity arises to mess with their stuff, I don't see why we shouldn't take the opportunity, but investigate first. Mess around second. I mean, that's boring, but sure. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there will be plenty of action for you. Don't And how were the it. Red Willow Guild? Last time we saw them was not exactly in good standing. <laughs> Middle finger from Drakenstaff. <laughs> <laughs> they are fine. They seem preoccupied like they're trying to accomplish different things at the same time in the relatively re same area so but they seemed fine the last we saw them well they do seem like a guild that would take on too much and not really focus on anything so ash your your natural pcs it's fun <laughs> it's fun what a bunch of idiots. Amateurs, am I right? <laughs> is the um, ship moving actively, or is it, like, moored for the the night if it's... It is moored for the night. You see, okay. this, the sail is down. They've got an anchor overboard. Um, and it's just kind of floating with the, the wind, essentially. Cool. <clears throat> Sorry, one more time. How big is it? It's like, you've made it, like, it's a bit of a skiff, so it's not that big? Yeah, it's like 35 feet. Oh, okay. So I imagine the we'll each take a watch for the rest of the evening and pack up when the ship starts moving. Do I have dark vision? Is that useful? I don't remember. Uh, Agen should. Drakenstaff will not. Lady Law will not. And the Shadow Mistress will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm not much use following it in the night, so. Um, so basically, you guys wait out the night um the sun arises and you see the boat kind of take sail again and you follow it for like a good cycle you know that you have like a an option coming up so the obsidian lake it narrows down into um quite a, a sliver river at some points um and you know you're just a couple days away from um the ruptured range you can already see it in the distance um so a decision comes to you guys. You can ambush them, the boat itself. Um, there's like a good spot um, that you're all uh, kind of familiar with. The river gets real narrow. There's a bridge over it. Just a good spot if you want to try that. You could wait to see where they dock, follow them. However, you run a pretty good risk of losing them in the ruptured range just because of storms, um, their dwarves, um, they're smaller, they might be harder to track. Totally your call, but you know you have a couple options heading your way. I have maps prepared for all of these scenarios, so whatever <laughs> you guys want to do, you do you. Hmm. Well, I could make it, make us 
walk the water and we could take the ship. I mean, if there is that bridge, we could do a water party and a bridge party. I mean, all, all that aside, Egan and I were... We, we spent some time. We, we gave some tender love and affection to those dwarves. We got very little information. So if we are very upfront with this, I don't think we're going to get very much information. So if we commit to this, we, we need to prepare for the, the consequences. We're not going to have anything to report back other than just some bodies. I mean, with the shipping crates, you would have a manifest, so that could pro- provide some information, potentially. And if the ship is loaded, then we can see what exactly they are supplying to the ruptured range. Um, as you all know, I'm pretty sneaky. I could try to hop on the boat and do a little bit of investigating and then report back and then we can meet up with them when they dock wherever in the range we'll also take um perception checks from everyone because you've been following them for a day or two where the river you know it it's maybe like 100 meters wide on average so like you can you can get a decent view on them 16 24 for dragon staff Holy shit. Yeah. 17 for the Shadow Mistress. Even with the plus 11, Ooh. that's so sad. I rolled a 6. <laughs> Starting strong, guys. I rolled a <laughs> Very good, Aiden. Somebody was paying attention. <laughs> la 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 la. Honestly, this is like a younger, rambunctious Aiden. He's probably hungover as fucking hell. <laughs> let's, yes. let's just be honest. Let's go with that one. Yeah, let's go with that one. Um, so all three of you, except a very groggy Egan, um, <laughs> see, there are two soldiers, a wizard, and a Dresden guard um, that you guys all know are the elite forces. Um, they're almost like royal for, uh, guards <clears throat> for the Silver Rock Dwarves. And those five or four are guarding the shipment. And aside from that, it's just a bunch of crates. So what's inside those crates, you have no fucking idea. But those are the guards on the actual boat. Mm-hmm. Minus the actual like, crew, right? Or Yeah, there might be yeah. like three other dwarves that aren't armored or anything. They're just kind of sailing and doing all the bitch work. <laughs> well, whatever it is they're carrying, certainly not trying to be discreet about it. Obviously, it's important. Yes. To clarify, there's we know that that bridge that covers the, the river... Slash Lake. Mm-hmm. That's yep. in a day or two from where we are currently? Correct. Yeah, you know it's okay. coming up, so you know this is going to be like your best opportunity for an ambush here if you want. Right. Uh, and is the bridge um, guarded in any way? Is there, like, is it a major thoroughfare? Or... It is literally just like a uh, wooden bridge that someone had built to get across here um it goes so the obsidian lake on one side is the loveless lands and the ruptured range on the other side is the scorching sea which is a black sand desert of just nothing lives really in the scorching sea so on that right side it's just kind of like cracked earth and like the outskirts of a desert really so this doesn't get used all that often this bridge makes sense I am not opposed to the idea of um, you sneaking onto the ship. 
but then of course if you run into trouble then you're there by yourself with no reinforcements oh, it sounds like you have lack of faith in me <sighs> just size <laughs> <laughs> didn't say that I should also mention that the Shadow Mistress and the Scaleless Dragon have a little bit of a flirty mm. on and off love again. Oh, relationship. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is great for the two twins to be roleplaying. <laughs> well, it's fine. Okay. Um, is uh, on sorry on skiffs? Are there like big tall? masks or like a um, crow's nest of anything up on them? No. no? Okay. There's, there's a single I don't know uh, my 30 ropes. foot mast. That's <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. And sorry, as a, a shadow scorn, my shadow step ability, shadow teleport, do I need to see where yeah. I'm going? Uh, you do not. Mm. It just needs to be uh, shadow. Shadow. From shadow to shadow. Like you yeah. can't do this in broad daylight. Yeah. Hey, Draken, Beth, do you have the ability to make me unseen? <sighs> After all of this boasting about your ability to get in and out and nobody ever knows, blah, 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 you want me to turn you invisible? Are you saying you can't? Yes. I understand if you're not, yes, not able, if you're not skilled in <laughs> That's what we want to pursue, then fine. It I makes my job time, easier, and I can just hop in and out. While they're bickering, uh, <laughs> we'll walk around and touch everyone's forehead, casting uh, Rary's telepathic bond. Ooh. Um, nice. You can now communicate telepathically over any distance, so if you do need help, at least you'll be able to call for it. There you go. See, and you'd panic so much, Draken stuff. Is that a concentration spell, or does it just last? Uh, it's a ritual spell. It, until the end, it does not say it's a concentration. It only lasts an hour, though. So, I, just in oh. case, I will do that when we're about to... If that's what we decide to do. Yeah. The slapping of the foreheads was just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> just... Just reminding them that I can if I want to. Yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll show you guys uh, the possible ambush area. So you can kind of get a feel if this is where you might want to do it. Uh, ignore the boat up at the top. But that's the way the river is flowing. Mm -hmm. So this is what your terrain looks like. So it's a very winding river. There's one uh, wooden bridge that spans it. Um, it's at most... 40 feet across at this point. It's one of the narrowest points on the Obsidian River. Um, very, like, deserty um, bushels. A lot of cactuses. Cacti. Succulents. And cracked dirt. Uh, but because you guys are getting close to the ruptured range, um, there is, like, a, a very, like, dry, thin layer of crusty snow over everything. Mm -hmm. And at this Crunch. point, do we know what time of day the ship will pass underneath this bridge like would it be like midday or sunset sunrise night you know what i mean um you think it's gonna be like probably late evening dusk as it dusk were. okay 
Um, but at at some point, they will have to like dock, or not dock, but throw anchor mm-hmm. in the middle of the river, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Dragon, if you're that concerned, we can wait until they get to the ruptured range. We just have the potential of losing them. Voice, one concern, and now suddenly that's all anyone ever worries about. Are we doing this or not? <laughs> I'm game. Yes. Look, look over to Agen for like the, the green light, and I'm just like <laughs> about to cast invisibility. Like, ah. Uh? Yes. Yes. We'll we'll do this. Um, Call for help when you need it. Mm -hmm. Go early, my darling. Because it doesn't take a spell slot. Excellent. So, uh, Lady Law um, recites an incantation for a couple moments, bonks you on the head, V8 style. Um, (laughs) Should have had a V8. And, yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Should have had an Ordo. <laughs> um, and then Drek and Steph, you probably smack your staff on the ground. The dragon head at the very top, uh, its eyes kind of glow, and then Shadow Mistress, you are invisible. Nice. That's such a cool visual. Not bad, right? <laughs> and then you guys see this boat uh, just kind of coming down the river. And feel free to put your minis wherever you want. This is just where they were when I dropped them on the map. You guys can be in a better ambush position if you like. But I will put you all on initiative here shortly. How long does the invisibility last there, Kyle? Uh, One hour. And the moment you take uh, an offensive action. Like an attack, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It drops. Just wanted to make sure I was paying attention. I'm sorry, is the map to scale? It most certainly should be, yeah. Okay. Where I start getting ahead of myself with shit. Yeah. Alright, yeah, should I be on the uh, initiative roster? I'll roll for the bad guys. Oh, right, I guess I need to roll for that, hey? Oh, wow, natural 20. No! You all have a surprise round, though. Alright, tell me how it's done. Kithlin first. Oh, sure. Um, is there any. Um spot on the boat that seems like less guarded or paid attention to like is it the ass of the boat or is it the front of the boat <laughs> you love the ship ass yes no the back of the boat has a tiller so it's just like a long stick that yeah, yeah, yeah. is connected to the rudder um it's a small boat there's seven people on it and a lot of crates it's just one so there's level right there's not like a hull or yeah, anything underneath. Correct. okay no yeah there's there's like a small small hull it's kind of raised at the top for like so the front half quarters. boat is raised. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Um, using the shadow jump ability, I have um, the ability to jump from shadows to shadows up to 60 feet. So um, Kithlin will shadow step to, I guess, kind of close towards the tiller end of the ship and will make a soft landing. Okay. Give me a dexterity, or uh, actually just a stealth check to see how quietly you land. With a advantage for invisibility. Um, right. Actually. Technically, it gives disadvantage to them on finding you. Doesn't okay. give you advantage. Yeah, I'm actually going to roll stealth checks because you inherently make no sound. No. Like your clothes don't make sound, your feet don't make sound. Perfect. It's a shadow scorn thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so they'll get disadvantage on their perception checks. And yeah, they roll pretty poorly. It's a 10. So nobody notices you bamf onto this thing. Okay. Well, if things... Well, okay, I can do that. 
do this. Uh, that'll be a 22. Four. For stealth. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. You can maneuver around here easily. Perfect. Um, and I will move just slowly. Uh, no, I know I'm being pretty sneaky, and these guys don't seem to be um, paying much attention. But I'm still gonna mm -hmm. move carefully as to not bump or disturb anything. Like as the ship is yeah. um, rocking, like I will like get my sea legs basically kind of thing and um telepathically i'm on the ship if anyone's that concerned um <laughs> and i will make my way to the center where like the freights are and see if there's okay. any kind of like shipping labels or stamps or manifest okay. nearby okay um so you look everything is blank wood Wood, wooden crates. I kind of figured a lot it of it has just got like, yeah, it's got tarps over it, like canvas sheets. Mm -hmm. Um, not to really obscure anything, just to keep things from you know being out in the elements. Yeah, just added layer of protection. Um, you see at one point the Dresden guard at the front. He's got like a leather bound uh, notebook. Okay. And he's just like writing in it, and then he closes it, <clears throat> wraps a strap around it, and then tucks it under his armor. Okay, and the wizard? The wizard is just uh, reading. Reading? He's just bored. Reading. Yeah, every once in a while, he just, like, twirls his index finger, and you see a big gust of wind hits the sail. I mean, that's kind of cheap. What an insult. <laughs> <laughs> insult to his skills. <laughs> <laughs> that's what druids are for, not wizards. Gosh. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, just... I'm going to stick by the crates a little bit more. Um, do I get any um, smell or is there any kind of like residue coming from the crates or that are around the crates that could maybe indicate what's potentially in it? You give me a perception check. If that make, yeah, if that makes sense. Based on smell. Based on smell. Ooh, 22. Funny tea. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> uh, uh No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll make some shit up. Um no, basically you get like there's a lot of like putrid smells and it, it reminds you of Dragon's Death, kind of <laughs> insultingly. <laughs> um, but it's it's a lot of his spell components. Oh, okay. A lot of them carry like very unique scents. And there's one crate that's just, like, giving off that vibe. Um, and then you see at one of the bottom of the other crates, there's just a very few... Um, it kind of looks like sand, except it's very, like... It's a very bright gray. And it's just kind of, like, pouring out one of the, the bottoms of the, the crates. Not pouring out. It's leaking very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. um, looking at my tools here. I have a poisoner's kit, so I imagine I have um, a couple of empty vials. Um, we'll just yeah, you can absolutely just scrape, scrape in some there. in there just to take for samplings yeah. later. The putrid yeah. smells, do mm -hmm. I recognize 
any of those smells for any particular spell that Drekken would no. cast. No, I, you just no. gotta ask. <laughs> no, you do, and I appreciate okay. it. But no, you're 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 quick with her knives, not so much with the finery of spellcasting. No, but she is smarter than Faye, so <laughs> she's got better this intelligence. So I gotta try, <laughs> and that's not saying much because Faye's not smart. Um, okay, so having that, like, I will keep like just quick uh, five word like communications between myself and the rest of the group as I'm moving around like okay hey this crate kind of smells like you drinking stuff like I don't know if you need to bathe more or what kind of smells like your components <laughs> 100% um taking some for sample off what you see <laughs> empty crate just, well... my, my intent here is for her to let me know component wise mm -hmm. if i could start discerning like what are these for like spell wise yeah 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 okay yeah um so i do that like i'll explain like well mm -hmm. this crate smells like off like it is disgusting i know it's something that you use but i don't know i don't really know what it's for but i'll yes, try to describe yeah. the smell as best as i can yeah and then i yeah. find the sand and describe <laughs> that to the group telepathically yeah. And um, yeah, give me history checks, Drekken for the components, and the other two history checks for the gray sand that she's talking about. Uh, so the first history check is a thirty twenty. Nice. Okay. And sorry, there's so, a second history check for the other stuff. No, just just for the other two. Oh, you're you're okay. you're focusing on one thing. Um, oddly enough, you could use this spell component for. A uh, a love potion, <laughs> or a potion of uh, strength. Huh. Oh, strong love. Mm -hmm. Is tells such me a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. They're, yeah. It's just, they're just love matching. <laughs> matchmakers. <laughs> uh, what did the other two roll? Lady Law rolled a seventeen. Okay, Agen. Still hungover? Or? Yeah, sorry, I didn't realize I was rolling. Um, yeah. History. Ooh, 19. 19, okay. It is, so you both uh, recognize it. It's like, it's what they call gray powder. Mm. Um, it is a magically concocted version of, like, gunpowder. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's no such thing as just, like, formulated black powder in Latour, but there are really terrible rudimentary weapons and cannons, and you know that this is what that's for. Also, to create, like, sticks of dynamite kind of thing. Um, wildly unstable. Often you get more bang or less bang than you're hoping for, which is not very reliable. Um, but not surprising for a bunch of dwarves. Miners, I suppose. I, I was say. just going to say, like, they could use it for mining purposes too, right? Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. If no one. And I will say by now, the boat is pretty much just going to pass the other side of the bridge. Uh... Yeah. We agreed that we were attacking, right? That was the plan. <laughs> Sarah's already forgotten. Uh... Um, if it's. Uh, okay, if it's there, I'll say. 
I hope you're not near the front. And I will cast. I'm at the tiller. Why does that matter? <laughs> Do you? You'll find out, and I'll cast <laughs> Flame Strike at the oh. fifth level. Yep. So these, this guy and this guy at the front, because it's a ten foot Kay. cylinder, I'll just position it so that it can only hit those two. <laughs> So that <laughs> I don't. Oh no! Her up. However, there so could a... be grape powder. It's a dexterity saving throw. Oh my god, Lady <clears throat> Law. Okay, so dexterity saving throw. Uh, the wizard. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, so the wizard uh, fails. However, he casts um, a reaction for shield, so he is partially protected. Um, the Dresden Guard does something really fucking cool. Um, he rolled a net 20. So he sees this, like, column of, column of flame erupt. And he tucks into the bow of the boat and holds his um, ram-like shield up against himself. And just takes the full force of the fire, but he's completely protected. Damn. Lame. That is so cool. So half damage on the wizard. It is cool. Um... Half damage on the wizard is only six damage. Okay. I rolled really bad. And what was the full force, the full damage? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so there's a huge hole in the bow of this boat now. And it is just slowly sinking bow first as water is pouring up. So that is Lady Law, Kithlin, Aegon, and Drekenstef. You still both get a surprise attack. How far of a drop is it? It's about, like, 20 feet. Great. Just enough to be badass. Yeah, <laughs> great, because that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, oh, Aegon is just going to rush off the, or rush from the cliff uh, on the bridge, and then just kind of yeah. leap off of it through the smoke. And we're gonna take a battle axe yeah. and just slam down onto the wizard. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> okay. Uh, so give me a quick athletics, and then I'll get your attack. All right, athletics is a good old twenty-three. Oh no. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna have you do extra damage uh, because yeah. you are just twenty foot, two hundred and thirty pounds, seven foot tall half orc just land on this fucking dwarf. Woo! Um, so roll your attack. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on. Do I have any maneuvers I want to do? Just for shits and giggles, to make it fun? Uh, pushing attack, menacing attack. I mean... Yes, yes, <laughs> we're doing that. Menacing attack. Um, so, oh, but I have to hit first. Hang on. Alright, some of them determine if you need to hit, some of them don't. Ah, it's a one! That's oh, come on. <laughs> okay. That's so sad. I roll again with advantage because that's such a cool visage of jumping through the smoke in this seven-foot-tall half-orc <laughs> nonsense. Uh, yeah, no you can one? have advantage because oh. I need Aegon to, to do well here. <laughs> so. Favoritism. All right, 25 yeah. to hit. All right. Uh, we'll do two-handed because coming down off a bridge seems more fun. Yeah. We'll go with uh, just one attack, how about? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 13 damage from the battle axe, and then with the menacing attack, I add the additional d10. 
to the total damage. Yes. Yeah, so additional. Um. Uh, where's my D10? Here it is. Maybe. Are you doing it? Are you doing the thing? There we go. Eight. Or sorry, five. It rolled twice. Take the five. Initial yeah. five points of damage, and he needs to make a wisdom saving throw, or is oh, frightened right. of me. Uh, he rolled a nat one. Yes! Aha! Well, <laughs> he is burned. He is gushing blood out his clavicle. Um, and on his turn, he will try to run away from you. <laughs> What's going on, uh, Drek and Steph? Uh, I was mulling something over, but I'm just going to change plans a little bit. So, potentially against better judgment, I'm going to use my bonus action to Misty Step onto the boat. Okay. Position myself more or less in front of the two Dwarven Guards, and I'm just going to cast Potem Cold. Oh, nice. Ouch. Yeah, so that's going to be through a Staff Charge. That will be a Constitution Saving Throw. Okay. They are good at those, but... Yeah. A con is just a plus two. Uh, and what's your save? Uh, 16. Okay, uh, they both fail with an 11 and a 6. So they're taking 27 points of frost damage. What the fuck, Bouch? Um, okay, well... Okay. okay. They are barely alive, but still alive. And that concludes my turn, and I'm still maintaining concentration. Alright. Let's work. I believe it is their turn now. Agen. Mm. The Dresden guard pulls out what looks just like a little cylinder... Um, like a rod almost, and he throws it at you, and as he throws it at you, it elongates into a spear. Oh, fun. For a 26 to hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're going to take 14 piercing damage. Uh, I'm assuming this is non-magical? Yeah, so it's halved. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then Ooh. you see uh, he pulls out this wicked-looking, uh, jagged-ass longsword and a shield in one hand, and he just kind of, like, charges next to you. Uh, he rushes up to you. He literally grabs the wizard by the shoulder and throws him overboard. Mm-hmm. Had enough of that shit. Um, and then he'll take his last attack. Let's have this another one. Uh, and he rolls a five, so you just easily dodge out of the way of his swing. The... Good for sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, the two dwarves are just going to take their battle axe and both swing at you, Drek and Steph, because they don't know Lady Law is behind them. Or, uh, sorry, Kithlin is behind them. Well, I should still be invisible, technically. Yeah, yeah. Not for much longer. Yeah. Yeah. So 24 and a 16. They both hit. So you take uh, 12, 14 points of slashing damage as they both just simultaneously drag their axes across you. Not appreciated. <laughs> um, the half-dead wizard is trying to swing to the shoreline. And Lady Law, you're first up. How, how's the uh, wizard looking? Uh, so he's just kind of, like, clambered up to the shore, and he's just, like, dragging himself up there. His shoulder is profusely gushing blood, um, and he hasn't really had time to recollect himself, but that's where he is. 
Okay, well, in that case... Uh, garden boat. Alright. For a 18 to hit. You betcha. He takes 18 radiant damage, and the next person to attack him has advantage. Uh, well, you fry him, so he is dead. Okie dokie. Uh, and you say, uh, cantrips can be bonus actions? In that case, I will toll the dead one of these, uh, this, this dwarf in the back. Right. Where, okay. uh, wisdom save of 16, please. Okay. Uh, fail. 13. Okay, so it becomes a d12 the target is missing any HP. Is it missing HP? He is. Okay. Courtesy of Drek and Steph. Oh boy. Oh boy. Two, twelve, twelve, twenty, thirty points of necrotic damage. Sweet. Lord. Okay, well, you are proving that Lady Law is not to be fucked with, because he is also dead. And and then she says, you're doing great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. This is the most supportive soccer mom voice I'd ever heard in my life. She'll move, Money's a just little She'll everywhere. move to the edge of the bridge. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That should just come with like some free healing, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a D4. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Drekken, you're uh, both. You are up. Uh, I'm not sure if I said it, but no longer invisible. That concentration has done so. Okay. Uh, nice. Fuck. It is donezo. Uh, let's see. What do we do here? There's Scary Man over at the front of the ship. We got one more dwarf. Yeah. So you see that dwarf that Lady Law just killed? He just kind of like his his knees buckle and he just kind of falls backwards over the boat. Oh, yes. Uh, There's a loud, a loud bell toll sound. Dun, dun, dun. Shame. And then it's I guess I'm in melee range. I'm not crazy about any of this, but I'll just I'll use some more staff charges and I will magic missile the third level, the guy that's right in front of me. Okay. Uh, so he will take. Oh yeah, that's just auto, isn't it? Yeah, but it it, nice. it just happens. So that will... whether he likes it or not. Yeah, that is uh, 13 points of force damage as Barrage is just erupt out of the staff and just are melting into his body. Okay, I'm hmm, I'm gonna give you an option. This dude, you're like, you, you shot out two of these magic missiles, you got a third one coming, and you're pretty sure the third one's gonna just kill him. Like he's not dead yet? Like, the second one might just leave him with like one or two HP, manageable. But the third one's gonna obliterate him. Hard to. Does it strike me as someone who's gonna have any helpful information, or is he just yeah. a? Well, fine. I'll divert the third bolt to uh, the master guard. Cat sounds good. Uh, so that'd be three points of uh, force damage. That's just a story bolt comes Cat. and just clips him the side of his helmet. Nice. And I'll say, uh, um, as a bonus action, you can just like whip this dude 
this dwarf in the head with the butt end of your staff and knock him unconscious. I accept that generous offering. And then I'll reposition to the ass of the boat. Alright. Um, Kithlin. Yes. So, is there someone still up? Like, it's the Dresden guard who is a genuine concern for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so... How far away is he? He's about 30-ish feet. I'll um, move a wee bit closer to him. Toward the the um now with the boat, and I will take my dagger of throwing, and flick it at him. I'm aiming like low, low neck, almost trying to slice his jugular. Okay. Now, and if I believe, sorry, I don't normally play rogues a whole lot, so I always get sneak attack infused. Um, oh, because Hagen cool is close. And in melee, I get advantage mm-hmm. on him. Yeah. Or, sorry, right? Is that how sneak attack works? And then I deal dam- extra damage? Or I deal extra damage if I have advantage on the attack. Okay, okay, okay. So do I have advantage? Um, uh, I, it depends on what so? kind of... It depends on what kind of... Uh, He's not uh, flanking, so I don't think so, right? It's just... No, a... but I think generally so long as you have an ally within five feet of your target you get the sneak attack yeah okay. the only one that doesn't is the swashbuckler and it's like reversed if there's no one by you you get yeah, it yeah because right. swashbucklers are the worst yeah. the worst oh okay. yeah I don't, they're so fun um, to play yeah, they're so sassy i don't <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay perfect okay thanks guys new character who dis exactly so. Fun fact for all of our listeners, Kirsten actually created Kithlin Wisp. <laughs> one shot. Way back when in an old one-off. Yeah, yeah, an old one-off way, way, way back when. Um, so that is a dirty 20 to hit. Um, that does not cut it. <gasps> so you see again, this guy is like in gold enameled um, plate armor. Mm-hmm. Um, just head to toe, massive thick gauntlets that are spiked. He's got a helmet that has, like, uh, big horn sheep horns emblazoned on them. Um, he's just a bona fide badass. Yeah. Okay. Hard to hit. Um, yeah, for now. We'll yeah. see about that. Yeah, for now. So that the dagger will bounce off his armor and clatter to the deck of the ship, but it evaporates and it's back in my hand. And I only have one attack. For action, I think that's it. I don't think I can do much with my bonus action, so that'll be you my turn. You can hide, you can dash. Oh, that's you can true. Right. Disengage as a rogue. Um, you can shadow step. You could. I think rogues also technically get an offhand attack with their bonus action, but I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. No, they, they absolutely do. Oh boy. They're like, one and two kind of. Yeah. They're really only meant to hit hard once and then yeah, mm-hmm. disappear. Right. Uh, but that like offhand attack that is melee, isn't it? Like I can't throw my dagger again. I think so. Uh, but I will take my bonus action. You know what? I will dash up to the to the okay. all uh, the bow of the boat, and if I have enough movement, I'm gonna try to. Actually, you know what? I won't use my 
a bonus action, I will shadow jump, shadow step again, directly behind the Dresden guard, so that Agen and I are flanking, and I will give nice. Agen a wink as I poof, and a bunch of smoky shadow. Hell yeah! You're just perched like an assassin on the bow. Yeah. Short sword and dagger um, in Agen. hand. You see your uh, your companion is here to help. She's so cool. Thanks to himself. <laughs> that we can Not all hear. <laughs> um, okay, so where exactly is the hole in the ship right now? Is it behind us, ahead of us? Cause... Um, so you guys are kind of like dancing around this hole in the boat okay. um, as you guys are in like locked in combat. Okay, here's what I'd like to do, Fable Weaver, and let me know what's possible, because I can have up to four attacks to make this happen. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, extra attack and an action, Sergio. It's fantastic, I love fighters. Um, if Make it happen. Can I? I would like to trip the guy so that he falls face first into the water and I would like oh. to just hold him there. Oh. oh, yes. Yes, that's the most aching thing I've heard. Please do. Alright, cool. So we will start with just a regular old attack because I have to do that first. Okay. Uh, we'll but you have advantage that. because he's flanked. Okay. Oh, so you do guys, you do play with flanking rules. Good to know. Yes, we um, do. Oops. I rolled damage. That's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> need to roll the hit first. Uh, okay, so that's a 19 or a 21. Uh, the 21 just hits. Just hits. Okay, so two-handed, we will deal a good old 11 slashing damage. And then a uh, tripping attack adds the damage to the damage. Adds to the damage, right? Yes. So another d10 coming your way for another five and he needs to make a strength saving throw first to resist being knocked prone okay i will roll it on d20 for funsies uh that's gonna be a 14 misses fails so i've tripped him he's faced down in the water and what would be the oh there's that's kind of like a flailing turtle too he's got so much armor on now he's down it's slick his leg is definitely caught in the hole okay so yeah then i guess the second attack would be uh the pushing attack i suppose to get him into the water uh but okay. again i have to roll to hit first with that one uh advantage still counts yeah, I think so. Yeah, right, yes. It's not going to work. It's a 19. No. All right. Then, then yeah, I will action surge and try to hit him twi two more times. All right, let's Get have it. down. 27. Get fucked, yeah. <laughs> uh, 10 damage, and again, I think pushing attack adds damage. Uh, can spend a total damage. Yes, so another d10. Okay. Eh, only two. Uh, so he's. Yeah. And he has to make a strength saving throw 
I mean, technically he gets pushed up to 15 feet, but it's up too, so I can decide how far he goes. And you're trying to push him down? Like, down yeah. further into the hole? Yeah, just for, I just want to get him in the water. <laughs> Try and drown this yeah. poor soul. Okay, that's a nat one. Yes! I'll just sit on him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You just sit on him. Um, so now he's just kind of stuck, unable to move, um, and you hear him, like, choking on water. Right. I, I mean, I guess I have a second... I have a fourth attack, because I did action search. Just okay. bash him on the head with an unarmed, unarmed strike. <laughs> okay, do you want to give me contested strength checks, then? That's to fair. see if he'll remain. Yeah. Or actually, I'll get a con check from him to see if he remains conscious or not. Okay. Uh, okay. Strength checks. Uh, ooh, plus five. My god. Again, uh, boy. <laughs> it's only a nine, but he's drowning so maybe you rolled an eight <laughs> plus three. Oh, dang it all right that's fair uh no you, you you got a nine yeah i got a nine total i got an eight. Oh, i thought it was the eight then plus yeah. three okay no, cool five plus three so he he is unconscious so you've got two unconscious boys here and then you all kind of rock back on your feet as the boat crashes into the next bend in the rocks um, and it just kind of like, you know, docks itself essentially kind of, kind of conveniently. Beaches. Um, it's out of the water a bit. Um, yeah, so that was a very efficient, as I expected, is the Adagi Guild. And, uh, with that, we will go into our break. As a, I desperately Ooh. need more food. Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Um, so you guys drag your coral up onto the beach, um, this rivery beach that is black sandy and uh, full of cactuses and crap. Um, do you guys drag them a ways away from the river, or do you just get down and dirty right here, as far as interrogations go? I mean, Kithlin is looking for that book that the, um, Dresden guard was writing in. Oh yeah, easily. You just kind of, like, stick your arm down his breastplate, uh, and you pull out this leather-bound book, as well as a big, big ol' sack of money. Ah, yes. Dollar dollar bill, y'all! Um, how much money? Uh, about 120 gold pieces. Ooh. A couple uh, diamonds. Uh, small diamonds in there. Nice. Yeah. Ask him to dinner first. Uh. <laughs> yeah. um, would you like Zone of Truth as usual? Or... Yes. Absolutely. Uh, she All will right. then cast Zone of Truth. Uh and then proceed to walk away because this feels like it's a little not within the her tenets of order, we'll say. <laughs> she knows what you're gonna do, but I don't need to be actively a part of it. <laughs> Bystander, it's fine. So you, you uh, just go and pet your um familiar me cat. And, me and my calico cat named Jezebel are going to go <laughs> over here, <laughs> hang out, All catch right. fish for her. Yeah, cute. 
All right, you three uh, are there as these dwarves come to. Um, I'm sure they're nice and well bound, probably. Yes, yep. I was gonna Thank say you. that. Okay. Yeah, nice and bound, nice and tight. Um, all right. You see the, the they... silver rock dwarf soldier. He's just kind of like is freaking out. Uh, and the Dresden guard is just like calm and still and silent. Kithlin's flipping through the book, mm-hmm. kind of just as they're waking up and seeing what's in the book. Yeah, so it is very much um, just like a manifesto as well with his own like little journal. His diary. His diary. Aww. Um, Broomhilda yeah, doesn't talk- like me. She, she likes this other guard. This is so sad. No, you know what? Broomhilda is his very pregnant wife back home. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> They're expecting their first child. Oh, no. Now Kirsten feels real bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> On top of that, they were, <laughs> they were shipping a three crates of gray powder, uh, three crates of spell components, mostly for explosives and potions of strength so the dwarves can get extra hours in and be super awesome miners. Um, And then uh, a whole crate of weapons and a crate, um, we'll say five crates of, like, non-perishable food, essentially. Mm -hmm. When you look up from the book, you see Lady Law on the boat going through the food crate just like well, this looks okay i guess <laughs> yeah there's some like dried fruit in there some raisins some rice you know gross things except the rice is delicious dried fruit sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's just my own personal feelings <laughs> fine are we gonna have a problem here <laughs> <laughs> sorry ignore me but anyways control this interrogation friends um all right so uh, Egan's just gonna let the, the the two of them stew for mm-hmm. a little bit. I know Zone of Truth only lasts for ten minutes, so we have to do this in a I can timely like manner. A lot, so just call me back. <laughs> it's true. It's true, but still, if we can get the most information out of the first ten minutes. Then it's done. Then we're done. We can go home. Um. So yeah, he'll let him stew for a little bit before um. Kind of kneeling down or crouching down, I guess. And imagine still towering over these dwarves. Yeah. And we'll just kind of like use the the edge of the blade or the battle axe that he has, and it's just kind of like picking some dirt out of his nails. <laughs> nice. Nonchalant, totally cool <laughs> all of this. Well, gentle folks, we can do this in one of two ways. We can do this where minimal bodily harm is done to you. Or we, well, get creative. I'll allow you to decide how this looks. And we will use a, uh, 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 which one was it? Commanding Presence? I think that's what that maneuver was. Yes, when you make an Intimidation, Performance, or Persuasion check, you can add the Superiority die to the check. Alright. So I'd like to try and intimidate them. Yeah, let's have it. Great. Oh my god. <laughs> Another one. Jesus. Please, Sarah. Uh, yeah. I don't got, think like, be he's got like some invited. snot running out of his nose from yeah, like the right. swimming and the fighting and it's just kind of ruins. 
Well, maybe yeah. eh, it's an eight with the uh, superiority die. It turns into an eight. That's not terrible. Yeah. Oh, you man. see the Dresden guards like, Broomhilda is scarier than you are. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I'm sure she is. Kithlin, you said she's pregnant? Mm-hmm. How far along? Oh, uh, my God. You see oh, the Dresden? No. He's like, he starts to like, look a little sour. And he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other guy doing? Is he still freaking out? Um, well, after Agen's kind of embarrassing attempt at being scary, uh, he's just kind of like, okay. he's kind of calmed down a little bit. He's like, maybe this won't be so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think Sarah should be allowed to play anymore. <laughs> just roll so many ones, it's fine. Uh, hmm, 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 hmm. By all means, anyone step in, because um, I'm thinking my next plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kithlin will uh, draw out one of her ma- many daggers from her... Mm-hmm. So many daggers. So many daggers from her boot or something like that. I don't really know. And she just um, tosses it and catches it, like, just repeatedly kind of flips it in the, in the air yeah. a couple of times. And... You know, this, again, could all go very quickly and very smoothly. And you can go back to your wife and your child. Child deserves a father, after all. And it would just be easier if you tell us exactly what you know of what you're planning to do in the Ruptured Range. That's a lot of spell components for feats of strength. I don't know, I thought you doors were kind of strong already. Are you just working overtime because you're lazy fucks? You see, uh, the soldier, um, he just kind of goes like, Hey, I'm not lazy. Really? pretty hard. Yeah. I, oh, darling, it was pretty easy to take you down. Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) You know, the wizard, the wizard, he was lame, as always. And my other friend there, uh, you know, Bob. He, I never liked Bob. You see, like, your friend blew a little bit of cold at him and he just died. That was lame. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Very lame. Yeah, I've met many dwarves in, in my past and this is the saddest group I've kind of come across. Yeah, I get that. It's not really my <laughs> fault, though, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, I just get put with who I get put with. Right. Wow, Zona Truth is really working. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think after those, those little snide comments of just wizards in general, he's gonna Dragon's gonna fire off a ray of frost, not gonna hit him, but he's gonna kind of freeze a section of ground just underneath him. Yeah, that's an intimidation check. Oh god, because I'm good at those. Uh intimidate. It's a minus one, so that is fourteen. <laughs> Okay. You see, like he. You see, he's starting to panic again. He's lost that initial cool, because he was panicking and then he was calming down and now he's panicking again. Mm-hmm. Hagen, would you like to try again? <laughs> no Let me pressure. know when you need me. You got this. I believe in you. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Do I get inspiration? No, I'm not a bard. <laughs> Damn it. The Dresden guards um, like, you You guys are the sorriest band of fuckwits I've ever met. Hey. Just do what you gotta do or let me go. Yep. 
Dagger right, right into nose. the boot. All right, you just wham him in the face. His helmet goes flying off. Blood's pouring down his nose. And he goes, are you serious? I fucking have broken this nose like 20 times. You can go over there. <laughs> uh, I'll Kithlin? come over there. Yeah, come <laughs> over here. Loren, don't make me come over here. Um, Kithlin, with that dagger that she's flipping in the air, um, throws it and nails him right in the foot. Ooh, okay. That is gonna... <laughs> that's gonna do him. You just see he, like, grits his teeth and he just starts, like, coughing and then it turns into, like, a chuckle and he's just trying so hard to, like, maintain and work through this pain. Mm-hmm. I have good aim. Next one will be much higher. And well, you, think you won't have any more children. Because one's enough. Uh... <laughs> oh, honey, you haven't even had the child yet. How do and you know? The soldier, he goes, what, what do you guys want? What do, uh, what do you even want from us? Just just, just leave Gren alone. He's a good guy. He's a good commander. He's a good... He, he helps. And then you see Gren goes, shut up. Stop talking, you idiot. Hmm. Commander Gren, pleasure to meet you. Nice to put a name to the face. Where... We have an idea of where you're docking this ship and dropping off all the supplies and all of that. But where exactly in the ruptured range are you going? Are these supplies going anyways? Whether or not you go, I don't care. It just says, bite my hairy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jezebel bites him. Just <laughs> <laughs> goes, Where's this camp come from? You know, the, the fun part about bodies and how anatomy works and Aegon will gesture to the uh, the foot with the blade in it. Yes. That is roughly a quarter of the entire amount of bones in your body damaged. I've got that counts one foot two hands. Total, that's half of the bones in your body <laughs> that I can break. That's awesome. Okay, give me an intimidation check with advantage on that one because that one's good. Yeah, it's my favorite fun fact. <laughs> fun yeah. fact. Oh. I thought that was another one. It's a seven, but it's with advantage. Oh, I just about had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, and he rolled a uh, 21. Oh. <laughs> so he goes, bring it on. All right. Uh, break his other, well, take the, like, the butt of his battle axe and just slam it on his foot <laughs> the All other right. foot so so you you just break his other foot and then uh the soldier goes to you didn't even tell us what you want we i was prepared to give you information all right Aiken will shift his attention over to the soldiers well i did ask i asked where in the ruptured range you guys are bringing these supplies to and your lovely commander told me to bite him and the cat did there's there's a big hole okay there's a big hole up in the ruptured range, it's just like a couple days south. Just turn in in into the into the ruptured range, you'll. It's hard to miss. Well, that's not true. It's actually wildly difficult. <laughs> and and then Gren goes, "Say another word, Chuck, and I will tear your throat out with my own teeth." And I'm gonna have Gren make an intimidation check, and Chuck's not buying it. Chuck's gonna <laughs> keep telling you whatever he wants. <laughs> Uh, okay, so two days 
someone writing this down? Because I'm not. I'm terrible at doing this. Yeah, big, two days south. Big holes, two days south. Har- easy to miss. <laughs> two days south, and then probably like another three days into the ruptured range. Right, okay. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck says, I'll, I'll lead you there myself. Just just let Commander Gren go. He- heal his foot so he can go back to Broomhilda. So he could notify the entire chain of command that your operation's been compromised? Does that seem realistic to you? None then, of us know how to heal people. <laughs> I could freeze his feet so he stops bleeding. Would that help? Gren, Gren goes, Chuck, they're going to kill us both either way. Stop talking. Oh, because we're still connected telepathically. Uh, Lady Law says, are we going to kill them both anyway? Like, we could let the one that listens live, right? Mm-hmm. Telepathically back. I mean, he said he would take us to the ruptured range, so I mean, it might be handy to have him on hand. All right. <laughs> right. So, Quentin, when you say yeah. Aegon mm-hmm. has done terrible things, yeah. <laughs> do I get to play? Oh, yeah. And no, Aegon, in this point of his life, is a fucking monster. Content warning. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he has a proper moral code. He's had a horrendous life, but that has all kind of accumulated into a sort of upstanding person who's not afraid to do bad, bad things. He's kind of, he's kind of fighting both personalities right now. What exactly is in the hole in the ground? And uh, Chuck says, nothing. That's that's the whole point. So you guys are feeling... Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he can't lie, but that seems like an evasion of... Some part of truth. <laughs> I don't know. Old world, anyways. It's what they're gonna drop mm-hmm. down the hole. Mm. And dropping something down a hole is gonna do what exactly? Are you I don't know. Do I look like Harazun? I don't. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I'm just a fucking lowly silver rock dwarf uh, we, soldier. We we can tell. It's it's okay. <laughs> you're doing you're doing you're doing great. Thank you. Commander Gren, do you feel like chiming in on this? He just spits a mouthful of blood in your face. Now, I'd really appreciate it if you'd be kinder to my friends. <laughs> he just, he just hucks that. a big loogie at your feet, Lady Law. Kithlin throws another dagger and nails his hand. <laughs> okay. You see, he just lets out more grunts of pain, and he's just mm-hmm. losing so much blood. Mm-hmm. You can die slowly. That's all it is. I'm sure Braylon Stone... Stone... Stone Sower. Sower. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm sure Braylon uh, Stone Sower will be uh, happy to welcome you into his good graces. Tonight, probably. He goes, uh, save me the pain and send me on my way then. Uh, Kithlin that's looks... That's not really how torture works. <laughs> true. Sarah wants to do bad things. But Sarah feels bad about it. (laughs) How deep is this river? It's pretty deep. But I mean, you know, it's like any river. It just kind of gets deeper the further in you go. Just do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Can I have someone grab me a hefty rock, please? Oh, 
I'm gonna be honest, I think you're the only hefty rock lifter we have. Fair that's enough. Actually, that's probably true. <laughs> Keep an eye on them. And Aegon will go find, and he'll make a show of it. He'll oh, say, yeah. Mm, nah, this one's not good enough. Nah, this one's too smooth. <laughs> Kithlin knows his uh, antics, so she's gonna start dragging uh, Commander Gren to the shoreline of the river. Mm-hmm. Just let me know okay. where you want me to cast it. Okay, so <laughs> Kithlin is kind of dragging um, <laughs> the Gren closer to the water. Dragon Steph, what are you what are you doing? You're just you're just kind of watching all this with entertainment, or? I'm just kind of hanging back. He was he was going to levitate a rock up out of the river, but now he's oh, just going to he's uh, keeping an eye on this. What was his name? Chuck. He's Chuck. keeping an eye on Chuck <laughs> and just kind of flip, right. just going through his spell book, just killing time. Or like this right. just has very little interest to him. Okay, nice. Uh, lady, <laughs> just as lady I Laz gonna walk over to Chuck and just like turn him around so he's facing the wall and don't see what's happening. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry about this. He goes, I, I, I guess that's true because you're in the zone of truth. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> you're welcome. Alright, you come uh, back to the rock. Yeah, and Egan's going to take more rope that I guess we have yeah. and is going to tie the rope to Commander Gren's yeah. ankles and what's the best course? Oh wait, you can levitate it, right? Yeah, Draken, you can levitate rocks. Be so kind as to levitate it up and over with our commander over the river, please. A thump of his staff and off it goes. Alright, you see Gren and this rock start to float deep over to the middle of the river. And uh, you hear, does anyone speak Dwarven? Yes. Yes. For those of you who speak Dwarven, um, he is just praying to Braylon. And at any point, Drekken, you can just drop concentration on the levitation and watch him sink. (laughs) Telepathically, it's about 10 minutes before this just ends. Well, you know what he's saying. I don't. I'll let you pick the thematic moment. Oh, he's, he's just praying to his god. <laughs> Great. Don't let him finish it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you see him just sink, and he's squirming under the water uh, for about a minute, and then he just kind of goes still. His body starts to, like, float away, but then is held in suspension by the rock, and he's just kind of floating underwater dead. Are you... You're going to make me bring him back, aren't you? <laughs> oh. You know, I didn't Chuck, think of that. Chuck goes, is, is Gren is okay? I heard Splash. What's going on with Gren? <laughs> I, yeah, step outside the, I step outside the zone of truth and go, yeah, he's, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, what, what spells are you thinking of using? me uh yeah sorry Devin. Uh, speak with dead uh, or raise dead we so i have well <laughs> what do you what's what what you want what i got animate well, i got animate dead i got speak with dead i got uh i mean his his soul is not going to be any happier to talk to you guys than, <laughs> than a live gren was i got revivify you pull him out quickly anyway <laughs> the next minute. That's true. That's, yeah. Um, remind me what animate 
dead does. Uh, it's not really helpful. This is like okay. a, I turn him into a zombie. Does he look like a zombie? He becomes an undead servant. He's freshly drowned. He won't. Yeah, he wouldn't look. He dead. won't look gross. <laughs> okay. No. He'll have gross glazed over eyes and stuff. And... Yeah. How long does that last though? And that dead. Yeah. Under uh... your control for twenty four hours. Yeah. And we have a wait. Excuse me, a ways to go before we get to the. Yeah, you have just over half a cycle. Yeah, that's why I figure we'll revivify him, see if he's willing to answer more questions. If he's not, we dump him again. <laughs> I feel like Chuck. I feel like Chuck's happy enough to lead you guys. Yeah, I think. But, but uh, Gwen I... knows something. <laughs> Gwen does know something. Yeah. You guys are. Uh, I would like to say chaotic neutral, not chaotic evil. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. We need nice the guy to... back just to kill him again. Feels a little, <laughs> little dark. A little, little much. Um, I appreciate the offer and the idea, Lady Law, but I think we're good with Chuck over there. There's a very audible like, oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dodged a bullet. Um, yeah, and I think Agen's just gonna get us packed up and. Uh, Chuck is going to remain bound, but his feet can walk, but he's going to have, like, a leash. So yeah. it's not like he's free to go. And, yeah. and I'm going to continue handcuffed. gaslighting him by healing <laughs> him. <laughs> I, I'll uh, cure wounds him for one. Well, for, for level one. Let's see what you get. Oh, you get you have six HP, Chuck. You're welcome. Goes, oh, that's nice and warm. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So Do don't... Destroyed. Don't kill me and I'll lead you the way? Oh yeah, you get to live now. But like forever? I step yeah, unless in Unless you circle. try to cross us. As far as I know. How do you live? What kind of diet? Like what's the average yeah, life expectancy for a dwarf? Forever does not seem likely. Well, I mean it's like 350 <laughs> years. It's a while from my understanding. Yeah. I mean, I and at least two people near me right now guarantee they won't kill you. Okay. I don't Fine. care. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. It's probably right. the best stuff we're going to get. I think so. And he just kind of looks to Gren, who is just, just being floating in, the, in underneath the water. Um, okay, well, this way. Yeah. <laughs> is it worthwhile trying to destroy the rest of the supplies here? Drekken, do you want to light it up? You said there was explosives stuff on there right i mean i did collect a little oh you know what let me go get some more into my vial of that gray powder and then i'm happy with you yeah you guys can loot whatever components you want <clears throat> whatever gray powder you want any food you think you might want um dragon will do a quick little skim through to see if there's anything of immediate yeah. value to himself otherwise it'll be a waiting for the green light to yeah know. Basically, Can you I just like, yeah. Some sort of check to see if I think that this is enough gray powder to like blow a chunk in a mountain. Um, yeah, you can absolutely just give me a basic intelligence check. There's definitely some miners up this way that could be looking. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, twenty-two. Oh wow. Yeah, this 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 crate of black powder 
would be enough to blow like a 50 by 50 foot hole into the side of a mountain. It's powerful. Okay. So probably not their entire supply. No. They, this is probably like shipment number five of yeah. 20 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, Egan will grab like, I don't know, two, I don't know, little. Oh, we'll take little wineskins. Yeah, of, um, gray powder. Yep. I imagine we came supplied with, like, rations and things like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I guess top up what we've since consumed, but... Get some of that delicious, yeah. delicious dry fruit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Some Latour, <laughs> some Latour trail mix. Yum. <laughs> um, um, Kithlin wants to loot the body of the wizard. If possible. Oh, okay. And seeing if uh, there's any, like I know he was reading a book. Yeah, um, she's just seeing what he has on him as well. Yeah, he has a uh, a ring of protection Ooh. on him, and also a ring of shielding. Ooh. So three times a day, you could just cast the shield spell for free. Nice. That's pretty cool. And the it's a good thing I noticed that Dagon has disadvantage on stealth checks. Yeah, it's his clunky-ass armor. Because mm-hmm. Egan's Agen, covered in iridium. And he's got that dragon it's... head pauldron. And he's covered mm-hmm. in battle axes. Short handle, He's a walking weapon shop. Yeah, yeah we, we get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was the book that the wizard was reading? Um, it's a smut novel. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's just like this dwarf this dwarven wizard falls in love with this um shopkeeper, but uh for whatever reason, you know, they can't it's be together. Yeah, forbidden love. <laughs> yeah. Fifty shades of silver. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Fifty shades yeah. of silver rock. Um, you you just like flip through a couple pages and it's graphic. It's graphic. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa. Wow, this 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 wizard had a kinky side at best, guys. Holy, you know, this is making me blush, and this is intense. Are you still reading it? She <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's still <laughs> still flipping through. <laughs> I think you just hear Egan uh-huh. go like, "Hold on to that for later." <laughs> I was wondering. It was, I, yeah. I had half the mind of saving or yeah. saying that, but it's just Absolutely. like, ah. <laughs> "Absolutely, save it for later." Okay. She pockets it. <laughs> all right. There we go. Come all right. On. All right. All right. Um, I think. <laughs> yeah. The you guys. The... So, so you yes. go ahead. Shielding. No. Yeah, I, I um, will just divvy up my stuff. I'll just message people. Yeah. I'll shut up. Um, yes, well, this is a one-shot. We have things to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, epic montage. Um, real, yeah, exactly. Real, real fellowship Batman. of the ring style, walking across mountains and stuff. Oh, um, basically, you guys cross into a very uh, Arctic-type uh, region. You all put on your, your winter garb. Get all cozy and warm. Um, 
the wind howls, the snow is relentless. Um, Chuck, uh, ever motivated by his thoughts of Gren being drowned, um, stays true to his word and leads the way. Um, and then eventually, about six days later, um, you crest this valley and you look down into it and I'm going to try my best to describe what you guys see for the audience you see the site of Harazun so it is this large bowl like valley um, in the middle of the map is a hole um, that is about 300-400 feet across um, there are cranes uh, two huge, the biggest cranes you've ever seen in your life, um, bent over, supporting this long, um, it may as well be a kilometer long, stone shaft, essentially. That's just like, fits perfectly into this hole that they've carved into the earth. There are wooden structures kind of clinging to the lip of the hole. Ropes are descending, ladders are descending. You see that there's a spiral staircase that descends into the hole. Um... And you see in this bowl shaped the the walls of these mountains kind of rise up and they've built like a small town here like you wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple hundred dwarves living here um at the far end the southern uh part of this bowl shaped valley is a huge mine entrance you see that there's a track that goes inside and it's just filled with mine carts and dwarven miners coming and going um, around the circumference of the valley you see four guard towers that are just kind of surveying everything um, lots of sign of activity and just below you guys and kind of to your right there is more of a natural shaped cavern and it's just slick blue ice um, that, that glazes the walls on the outside of this um, natural shaped cavern and then all the way in. Um, so that's what you guys see. Hey Chuck, what exactly are you uh, mining here? Chuck goes, um, <clears throat> just, just the earth, really. Not, nothing in particular. Like I said, I haven't even been here. This is pretty impressive. Like, look what they've done. How deep do you think that hole is? Probably pretty deep. Wait, I'm like, sorry. A dwarf digging in the mountain, not digging for something in particular, not excavating jewels, not looking for ore. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, me too. That's just what I was told. Her Herizun, he's the engineer in charge of all this. Queen Ruby Reinhardt put him in charge of this operation. Uh, he's the one who's designed all of this. I've heard he's batshit crazy. Um, yeah, ru rumor in the army is he was just like kind of locked away in, in the royal palace and he was just kind of ignored, you know, just like tolerated because he just had weird, crazy ideas all the time. But I guess one finally struck a chord with Queen Ruby. Hmm. That seems too simple I don't suppose you have an idea of how many people are here 
Uh, I was told a couple hundred, mostly soldiers. Uh, quite a few engineers, of course, uh, masons, uh, lumberers. So much to look at on this map. Oh yeah, I, I spent some time making this map. It was Have a fun I time. Been entirely distracted by the snowman? Yes. Yeah, so this, the snowman <laughs> is pointing. Um, <laughs> you can give me a perception check since you've been checking it out for a while, Lady Law. What's wow. over there? Perception, the, you say? And the yeah. like, hey, northmost corner. I was going to say, you can have advantage because uh, you've just been kind of staring at it for X amount of time. Instead of an 8, an 18. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you see there's these weird... Um, they're not necessarily white as much as they are albino. And they kind of look almost like something between a little monkey and a big ape. They're like big like an ape, but they're thin like a monkey. Mm. That's a and that's a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> but but like half the size of an ape. Like maybe three and a half feet tall kind of thing. Um and like grayish white eyes, white tight fur. Um, and they're just like hucking rocks at each other. And they're just like a bunch of them. Cute. Huh. They kind of remind me of Kamikus. Look Kami cute, but probably deadly. A yeah. nature check? Yeah, anyone give me a nature check if they want. 11. Oh, that's a 3. 4, technically. 22 for the nature check. <laughs> Jesus Christ reckons, Dev. The end stuff, he's good at it. Yeah, he's into apes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> compared to Aegis, that was uncalled for. <laughs> um, so, Drekken, you know, you've absolutely read about these. Um, mostly because you're doing a lot of research about the dwarves. Um, they are called white tails. Because um, they have, like, long, thin, monkey-like tails. But they are almost completely cavernous creatures. Hence them being albino. Um, they have like these meaty fists that can just absolutely uh, break up rock. They may as well just be like mallets and picks. And the dwarves often befriend them to help mine. Mm. Yeah. Nature's miners. Yeah, pretty much. I thought that was moles. I was gonna say. <laughs> they domesticated monkey moles. <laughs> Moles like dirt. I mean, badgers can also Good dig. Point. Are we are we are we naming <laughs> animals that burrow? There's lots. Rabbits. <laughs> I'm looking for burrowing. Gnomes. Gnomes love to burrow. A cavern. Think of bunnies to cut it. No. Yeah. Uh, Agen would like to take a moment, and I know we're probably like a ways off, so we can't see like fine details but he's just trying to clock where movement is and what like the common patrol patterns are like if there's paths worn into the snow of patrols taking the same thing yeah so you see most of like it's pretty chill these mm -hmm. guard towers you can spot are well guarded 
Uh, they have brazers coming out. It's the same thing. It's like a long, like probably 60 foot tall tower. It's got like a coned roof to it and then open walls in like what would be the basket at the top. Um, you see there's about four guards sitting at the top, all illuminated by hot fire, keep them warm. Um, and then down in the town, you see, again, it is mostly soldiers walking around. Downtown. Um, and then at the mine down here in the south, there's lots of those white tails um, bringing, like, rocks out, um, breaking things apart, um, undoubtedly looking for, like, precious gems and stuff. Um, and then lots of dwarven miners hauling mine carts out, emptying them, bringing them back in kind of thing. Okay. And I can draw little lines if you want, just for like general paths, but nothing too crazy. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. Just uh, so long as Agen notes where they are. Yeah. Um, don't need to see it represented on the map. Well, it would be a shame to come all this way and not do anything to mess with the dwarves. Here. Oh, you want to break stuff? I want to buy us some time so that they're not as well equipped or further into their plan, whatever this is, so that we can have an opportunity. And I say we. Rogar can. The greater we. Yeah. Can step in. Well, in that case, I'll start looking around for places that look like I could thaumaturgy into a avalanche. Oh, good call. Yeah. I was thinking we should just go straight in and start blowing up some shit, but that makes more sense. <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah, let's start with the avalanche. <laughs> we, can do, we can do like the cool guys don't look at explosion things, except it's an avalanche, and then we start, then then we break other stuff while it's avalanching. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see um, Lady Law, you're, you're taking a look around. Um, you have to kind of envision that maybe... I'm not saying that this is what this is, but you know how, like, a volcano has, like, kind of... It's, it's at the top, and then there's a bowl in the middle. Um, that's kind of what this is. They're almost, like, on top of a mountain, and they're in this bowl. Oh, okay. So they very strategically place themselves where they would not be in harm's way of an avalanche, essentially. Lame. Yeah. It's almost like this was very Shoot. premeditated on their part. Well... That makes all my spells useless, except for specifically at people. You're creative. I'm sure you can figure out some non-mainstream uses for your spells. Um, is there anything that would indicate, like, a commander's... Um... Like, post or something? Like a... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this giant building, but that's either going to be a mess hall or a storeroom, so... So yeah, you're looking at this giant building. Um, That's there. The only thing that's unique is this house. um, Way near the southern end of the map, near the mine. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot more character to it. Um, It's got a cute little front yard, and it's all kind of raised up on a hill here. Uh, whereas the rest of these buildings just look like they were thrown up in a couple nights, kind of just like dwarven style, just put together crudely, enough right. to live in sort of thing. Okay. Some mold earth huts. 
Do we have any use for Chuck? Um, I think at this point he served his purpose, right? We're gonna let him go home, right? Yeah, that was that was the deal. I'm pretty sure. Seems like a good deal. Right. Before Agen answers, I untie him and I go, "If you run towards the camp, I can't help you. You better <laughs> run away." Uh, noted. Thank you, kind lady. And he just turns around very slowly and follows his footsteps backwards. <laughs> Alright. Agen was debating on... Yeah, I know, but Agen was like, okay, do we give him some money so we can shut him up, and do we give him enough food to get back? But no, if he's he's gone, he's gone. If he doesn't have food, that's on him, not my fault. (laughs) It was in the fine print of the deal. I (laughs) I specifically said that I would not harm him and that you would not harm him. Have I lied? No. Trixie, I like it. Uh, let's see if we can make our way to that far building. That looks certainly out of place. Maybe that will be where um, this engineer guy holds up. So we have two options. You can skirt around the rim of the Valley Bowl. Or you can go down into the town. But it's probably like a 200 foot climb down from the Valley Bowl. Like if we descend here, is this... So is this like where they were accessing it from? So it's like kind of easier? Or... Yeah, you guys are kind of like seeing the natural path into town. Okay. And then, for instance, if we were to skirt around, it would be like a big drop to try to get to yeah okay yeah a big drop and we probably don't have enough rope to do that at least without being seen yeah they probably have enough rope but uh just um out of curiosity what are these structures on like the those are the watchtowers oh sorry i may have missed that when i we have to step away from my desk okay good good then never mind. I will ritual cast water walk because it'll keep us above the snow. All right. And we won't be slowed down. Nice. Nice. Good call. Does that make us leave footprints if we walk on the top of the snow? Mm, I think you it's think? like small footprints, but rather than yeah, like your whole tiny. leg into the sand. Yeah. It's as if you are walking across a solid surface, so... Right. Uh, I get... Maybe not, because you wouldn't necessarily leave footprints on stone unless you had wet feet, but that's more of a DM issue than a Devon issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> issue, not an ish me. Yeah. Alright, what's your guys' plan? Uh, well, if if it's going to be too challenging to get down from the top of the, the um, I think the technical world is Caldera. Ooh. Um, yeah, then I guess we're going to try and sneak through town unless someone's got a better idea. Great. Draken, can nope. you make us all invisible? How skilled I am are you? not a walking encyclopedia spells. No. Not. 
<laughs> I can do one. <clears throat> you need to do better, I think. You don't have like a group polymorph or something? <laughs> yeah, magic picks everything, right? I'm gonna take that as a no. <laughs> just just so many blanks. <laughs> oh, that was meant to be a serious question. My apologies. No. <laughs> Dang. My magic works different than yours. Sheesh. <laughs> I do like that your cat is just in your face this entire night. <laughs> I love me. Uh, you at least purr into the microphone. Be useful. <laughs> God. Contribute. Uh, what is so? Kithlin's really stealthy. Yep. Yep. Uh, what is Lady Law's stealth capabilities? Well, it's not zero. <laughs> but it is one. It is one. Uh, okay. And no dis, but but no disadvantage. So like, yeah. there's that. Yeah. I mean, same boat, but magic. So dimension door invisibility. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> take care of myself. Yeah. That that's. I was just trying, trying to decide who invisibility is better used with. Um... Probably either us or you, because you're just a walking clink of metal. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Click, clang, click, clang, clang, clang. Okay, you can turn a jar full of pennies invisible, but you can't stop it from making sound. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That's kind of why I think it's pointless. Um, we can wrap you up in like puma sheep fur and maybe muffle some sounds. I think you are in a probably a coat. Yeah, so we're probably <laughs> as quiet as Agen's gonna get. Is gonna get. Yeah, unless he's gonna start stripping. Yeah. Which I'm sure everyone would like to see, but <laughs> Kithlin's not opposed. Yeah. <laughs> big, big nods from Kyle too. Oh, yeah. we, could, <laughs> we, we could hear those diamond tip nipples this entire walk along that opera, okay? If you'd be so kind as to cast invisibility on Lady Law, I'll make do. All right, let's go. And boom, boom. Uh, it was his staff. She she hands you her calico cat and goes, This will still kinda of give me away, so here you go. Can I make canon that Agen is allergic to cats? Oh for sure. <laughs> Only because Sarah's also like very allergic to cats. Yeah. That's true. Uh let's go. Alright. Walking into town. Stealths, please. Yeah. I think Kithlin is going to keep a couple paces ahead of the group. Sarah rolled Sarah, terribly good. <laughs> rolled a, no, I rolled a natural 20, oh, but it's at disadvantage. Uh, oh. But doesn't he invisible? Cool? Oh, you're not invisible, are you? No. 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 <laughs> that's, why, that's why I thought it was pointless. This is like, I'm just going to be noisy. <laughs> I rolled a 17. Oh, yeah. I rolled a natural 1. Good. Good. <laughs> Apparently, 20... we should have cast invisibility on anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> Kithlin's fine. She rolled a twenty-nine. Okay. Can we average it out? <laughs> yeah, no um, kidding. I, I, I will take a group. I don't think that's a good at it average, regardless. <laughs> so, what did you end up getting, Agan? Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, 
So you guys are down in the town. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got the ambush maneuver. I can make I can add the superiority die to my stealth roll. Ooh. I'm gonna do that. Oh! That's a 10. All right. 18. Then your group stealth check goes off without a hitch. And you guys make it all the way to this cabin. And on your way, you pass, like, lots of uh, warm-looking homes, cabins, um, soldiers just kind of walking, doing their daily routine. Life is pretty relaxed here, you think? Do you think they're all kind of just got a huge sense of boredom more than anything? Any house that has a pie, uh, <laughs> Lady Law gets slightly distracted by, she, like, turns. By oh, pie? Wait, wait, we're on a deal. We're on a deal. We're on a, we're on a job. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy a pie later, sweetie. That's fine. Let's go. Um, and then you guys kind of come up to this cabin. And it's warm, illuminated inside. Uh, big hearth roaring. Uh, and there's just, like, blueprints everywhere. There's tinkerer tools everywhere. There's a teeny little model of the two um, cranes supporting this uh in the model it's like six inches long this little cylindrical stone and then there's a dwarf uh who's very just silly looking um i'll get his i just found this online i'll just get his his guy up here um yeah he's just very silly he's kind of adorable yeah he is kind of he's got a short braided beard big like tinkerer goggles on uh he's just covered in scrolls and pouches and he he hasn't seen too many athletic days so he's pretty round um, rotund that's the word rotund. rotund yeah and short for a dwarf he's more like halfling height Dang. oh boy yeah um and he's just like inside and you can hear through like these pane windows he's just like whistling to himself and he's just like writing on this piece of paper uh. and uh yeah <laughs> This is the crazy ass tinkerer dwarf of Silver Rock. He's adorable. Yeah, or his unfortunately shaped assistant that is again adorable. <laughs> I thought adorable wasn't your thing, Kithlin. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the hell, Kithlin. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you like handsome and rugged. Just because I and think terribly it's terribly tall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because I think he's adorable does not mean I'm attracted to him. I can no, think really. Jezebel is adorable. She is. She is. Are there any guards in and around this uh, home? Uh, no. There are not. Well, that's a stupid mistake. Yeah, they're terribly <laughs> comfortable. If, Can we like make them super uncomfortable? This is yeah. I think that's the plan. Um, uh, gonna look around. Lady Law made makes a very good point. This is a bit too easy. So. Mm-hmm. Kithlin's gonna look to see if there's any 
I don't know if traps really is the word, but she's going to look for any weirdness in the snow, I suppose. Okay, you can give me an investigation then. Yeah. I mean, he was described to us as a very kind of eccentric person, so. Yeah. When. Mm-hmm. Like if it's. Of oil drop down on somebody. Yeah. If it's not by the guards, it's going to be from any weirdness yeah. traps from him. It's a 15 for investigation. Okay. Um, everything seems pretty kosher out here. Um, inside looks like, like a thief's fucking nightmare. Like, any one of those weird models or displays inside could be a, a dastardly trap. You do see, um, one of those white tails, uh, just drops down from the ceiling. Um, inside, and he lands on Harazun's table. And he's got the same, like, tinkerer's goggles on. <laughs> oh... And then he just kind of like jumps off and like just keeps having fun around the room. Uh, well, do we have to hurt him? And how cooperative they are, I suppose. We don't have to hurt the companion, the, the animal. We can just have to hurt Arizun. So I don't see anything funky. Don't touch anything inside. That could be funky. Okay. Well, I could just like point at him and. Do some owies if you want. Blink at him and do some owies? Well, it'll just be harmful. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, those kind of owies. (laughs) Gotcha. Alright, so do you guys enter then? Is there a chimney? Yeah, it's just spewing smoke. Ah, never mind. If I can see him through the window, I will wait for a signal, and then I'll just... (gasps) (laughs) Well, what is... (laughs) Cast harm. Okay. Okay. Uh, What are the other three doing, then? Well, Lady Law should still be invisible, so you could Mm -hmm. post up at a window. Mm -hmm. And again, to do the thing, then you can always open it and come in when you feel like it. Excuse me, Uh, pardon me. <laughs> She's so polite. I love her. Uh, Aiden is of the mind to just knock at the door and <laughs> kick the door yeah. down. And it's too yeah, bad we sent Chuck away. Uh, It'd be fine. Uh, you got right, this. Just, just don't stand by the peephole and you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Might I suggest How? maybe not unhinge the door and just the lock we go inside we close the door we do our business and then we leave no one's gonna right. know if the door is closed and we just make sure the screaming is kept to a minimum <laughs> yeah i can't help Flynn. can you pick the lock please i guess we should check to see if the door's locked yeah. actually yeah. yeah let's go to the front and just jiggle the, the door yeah. so yeah you go you go jiggle jiggle mm-hmm. uh lady laws posted up by a window um, Dragon Steph, are you going in with them? Uh, no, Dragon Steph's gonna chill by the window where he can do yeah. everything he needs to do from the outside. He was told not to touch okay, stuff, cool. so if he goes in there, he's yeah. gonna touch stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's being the bigger um, person. Yeah. Uh, so, Kithlin, you go, touch the door. Um, it's unlocked. And then you hear a... Oh. Nope. Nope. It's okay. just open. Okay. You hear a... Ah! Ah! Yeah, come on in! That's okay. Yeah. No, just come on in. It's open. Okay. Crooked horn, is that you? Just open the door. Uh, 
Kithlin, if you want to take the chimney still, by all means. And then mm -hmm. Aiken's just going to step in. <laughs> and then close the door behind him. <laughs> okay. And I'll cast okay. harm. Okay, so what does harm do? Uh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. This poor man, he's so sweet sounding. <laughs> I get to do yay! He is about to have such a bad day. Yeah. It is a 19 plus 4. Oh, dang. Wow. That take, that's pretty good. Unfortunately, <laughs> still takes half. Okay. So and then he just like looks up and he goes, Ow. <laughs> How much damage is that, though, even have? That's yeah. that's still quite a bit. Like, harm oh is my. the opposite of heal, Quentin, if you remember from yeah. <laughs> our old days. So, like, yes, I do. Thank you, Kirsten. Okay. You he don't need to sass me. Necrotic <laughs> damage, and his HP is reduced by 25. That's Ooh, already halved. Okay. And then he goes, <laughs> and, then, and then he looks up and he goes, Ugh, you're not. You're not crooked horn. Who, who are you? I am a person looking for some answers. I assume you're the dwarf in charge. And he just keeps striding into the room. Ugh, did you feel that pressure change? Ugh, it really hurt my head. Blech. Oh yeah, you feel, feel kind of sick. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. It's a virulent disease. Yeah. And, then, and then he just holds up one very crooked finger and he goes, Ugh. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, what? Sorry, you were saying? You're in charge? No, I'm not really in charge of anything. I love this okay. guy so much. Aiken <laughs> just points over his shoulder in the direction of the hole in the ground, but uh -huh. you're in charge of that. Yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> well, not, not as much as my baby as uh, Whitetail over there. And then you kind of look behind you, and you see that white tail. He just, oh, like, no. flicks the lock on the door. <laughs> yes! And then he I just, like, it. evil monkey in Chris's closet just, like, points one shaky finger <laughs> at you. Yeah. Yeah, goes, I know that. He goes, yeah, so, uh, this is fun. I don't get a lot of visitors. But, yeah, that's that's my special device out there. What does it do? I'm assuming someone is listening in on this conversation. <laughs> yeah, what's Kitlin right, doing? Okay. And Drek and stuff. But uh, I, 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 I'm, Agen kind of closed the door behind him, so mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, she's well, you gonna can see... step inside if you need. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, is there like a back door though, or a side door, separate entrance, or is it just the one door? It's just the one door. Just the one door. It's a very uh, like atypical log cabin. Yeah. Uh, the chimney is smoking, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will hold my action where if the cute, adorable little monkey child thing gets aggressive, yeah. I will cast a hold monster on it. Okay, nice. Nice. Uh, Kithlin is gonna, I, I think, just shadow step inside. Okay. Yeah. Oh! Oh! There's still of you. Hello. Yeah, Bye. You. You're really cute. Uh, oh my god, thank you. You're so pretty. Hmm. Oh yeah, so I was saying, yeah, I, I designed this thing, right? This is where I tell you my plan, because I'm super proud of it. So, we dig a hole. <laughs> we dig a hole, right? 
all the way so there's this thing called the mantle right okay it's mm -hmm. just i don't know if any of you guys like uh like rocks we're big into rocks here oh rocks are so fascinating it's they are very intriguing yes so latour right under all these rocks is another like super hard rock okay okay so we dig all the way down there right mm -hmm. okay and then we have this huge what i'm calling vasira okay okay and he says it's pretty cool because braylon stone sowers warhammer right he named it vasira and like this is my warhammer to use against latour right? there's a little bit of poetic justice there i don't know against but anyways latour yeah, well, I guess the Rogarians, specifically. Oh, okay. Kithlin's, yeah. like, twirling her, like, mm -hmm. smoke or smoky shadow hair. Shadowy hair. Yeah. He goes, gosh, that's really cool. Your hair just fades away into mist. Mm-hmm. Jeez. But tell me all about your, the, the Viscera? Your Viscera? Is... V Viscera, yeah. Viscera, <laughs> sorry. And, and you see he's just totally eating this up. Yep. He goes, yeah. So we drop Viscera. I don't know, like 30, 40 kilometers into the earth. Um, and then it hits the tectonic plate, right? And then we pretty much mm -hmm. topple everything in Rogar and we win. Oh. Yeah, it's just gonna it's just gonna it's just gonna break all of Rogar. That's a that's a pretty good plan, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That feels ambitious. When you say yeah. like break Rogar, you mean like breaking uh -huh. it off of the like the continent of Latour, or are you saying like leveling it to the ground, or? Well, it's it's gonna be a lot of about everything. Um, yeah, yeah. So like you know, it's gonna be supernatural disasters. It's gonna be earthquake upon earthquake, um, tsunamis, right? Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? Maybe it'll break Rogar in half. That would be pretty freaking neat. And. I mean that's also dangerous and also devastating. Like, like, like tens of thousands are gonna die. Yeah. How does that and, affect and you see, the rest like, of the tour? Well, that's just, I don't know. Who cares? Well, I it'll, mean... it'll be fine. There's tectonic plates everywhere. There's a, you know, it'll be fine. During this it'll whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um. This, like, immediately gave Aegon, like, alright, this sounds like a villain's monologue. <laughs> it is! That is yeah. a villain's monologue. Yeah. So he, like, kind of is listening, but is going corner, 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 each room, just visually kind of clocking things and yeah. looking at the um, tables for, like, I don't know, plans or anything mm -hmm. you could just grab on the way out. Um, and I rolled a, a natural 20, so 22... Mm -hmm check nice um so you're like investigating the whole room and then he finishes monologuing and then he just kind of like uh oh puts his hand on the table and just like opens his palm up and there's like a little stone in his hand and it has a dwarven rune on it and it's like pulsating <laughs> uh -oh. and he goes yeah, that's, that's the best thing about a villain's monologue, right? It's like, it's the perfect distraction while everyone comes to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there we go. And then uh, everyone outside, so Drek and Steph and Lady Law, you guys see um, there are dwarves running at you, full tilt, and they all just kind of, like, appear, almost like it's as if they were, like, camouflaged. Hmm. And then in the um the room itself 
Um, I need you guys to make dexterity saving throws. And yep. Agen, you can have advantage. Because then he just kind of, like, moves his foot and, like, a piece of wood depresses. And, you know, it's kind of like a switch. And I'll get those okay. checks from you guys. 16. 23. Okay. Yeah, 23, okay. So, the door opens up beneath you, Agen. You just plummet down. Mm-hmm. Kithlin, you shadow step aside. The floor recloses, so Aegon is just stuck in this floor. He goes, oh, yeah. my pretty lady, you're so quick. Can I cast... Uh... Sorry, I'm looking at... Uh, the, the Guardian of Faith on top of him? On top of? Uh, on top of Dwarf Bro, because then he takes oh, 20... He, he has... He, it, it's like a thing that just punches him in the face a bunch until it does all the damage it can. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> uh, can you can you make a deck saving throw, please? I can. I'm going to give him disadvantage, too. Can you cast it on a target? I can ca- like cast on... it right next to him. Oh, fair enough. That's cool, though. I forgot about that spell. So, he fails... And then his white tail monkey like jumps at him and like pushes him out of the chair, and so the white tail monkey is gonna get all his damage. Okay, he takes twenty radiant damage. Okay, the white tail monkey just like hits the floor dead. Goes, <laughs> oh my god, you killed white tail! And and if he's uh, within uh, like ten feet of the uh, guardian on his turn, he'll take another twenty damage. Uh, yeah, okay. The monkey? Uh, whatever target's within 10 feet of it. Alive. I can choose. Okay. Yeah, you can hit, um, Harazu. Okay, he takes 20 radiant damage. He just kind of gets, like, singed, and he goes, Oh my god, you're so rude. Uh." (laughs) Does he know that it's coming from a different person besides me in this room? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And if he doesn't move within six seconds, he takes another 20 radiant damage. No, he's going to scramble away for sure. Okay. Um, He just kind of goes and hides in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this cloak closet. And he goes, no, get out of here. Oh, well, we were still talking, darling. You need to come out. I was talking. And then then the the door busts in. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of dwarves come in. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Dragon Steph, what are you doing? Um, that's a very good question. Cause so are do they have like the whole compound surrounded, or are they like all rushing in towards the front entrance? So, um, you guys are still invisible. I'm not also, invisible. I did damage. Okay, so Lady Law is uninvisible, and you see they're gunning for her because she's also spell casting. Uh, but they don't see you if you're still invisible. Uh, so I was never invisible. I cast yeah. invisibility oh, okay. on Lady Law. Okay, then they're gunning for both of you. Okay, yeah. then I will cast Twin Lightning. Okay. At the, front, at the front of the group and just kind of fork it out from there. Okay, cool. I'm just like, no, I'm having none of this. Uh, that is going to be, I think, uh, it's a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Then a shit ton of d8. Oh. So what's your save? It's 16? It's uh, 16, yeah. Okay, so as a group, they save. Okay, um, so they take... So, well, t- yeah. 
they take a half damage, so they'll take they'll, uh, 20 points of lightning. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you see a couple of them are, like, stunned, um, but the group is still running after you guys, and now they're just pouring into um, the cabin as well. Not good. Did so, we get telepathic yeah. bond cast on us before all this? Probably not, because we didn't say so. Mm, I didn't say so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's that's, that's on me. Nope, that's fine. Um, so, Kithlin, there's about ten of them, all just kind of like brandishing their weapons at you, mm-hmm. and they're telling you to like surrender. Um, do I know, as a shadow scorn, that I can bring someone with me when I shadow shadow jump, or is it just myself? No, you cannot do that. It's just you. That is an innate kind of like yeah. You are channeling your own inner shadow. Yeah, I kind of figured. Fuck. Kathleen is going to. She's going to shadow step down into the pit where she assumes the pit is where Egan is. If you'll allow that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need uh, ooh, uh, a dex check to make sure you don't like end up in the floor in the ground. Yeah. What is going on down here, and is it just a dark hole? It. Yeah. So <laughs> you fell. You think like fifty feet. Woo! Oh. And you just hit. Damage. You hit cold stone. Ow. And it is pitch black. Bones back into place real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. And like... Oh, uh, is that what that 55 damage is? No, no, no. That was their oh. group uh, roll. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. <clears throat> um, here, I'll roll you 5d10. Uh, I take 30 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my you fall Ouch. down that hole. Half that to 15. Um, and then a minute later, uh, you take... Uh... <laughs> 11 or more points of damage as Kithlin falls on top of you. <laughs> Thanks for the landing. Do I take that that 11? No, you, you uh, Egan broke your fall. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks for the cushion, honey. We've been made. We gotta mm, go. Big surprise. Yeah. Where? <laughs> We're in a hole in the ground 50 feet, in, 50 feet down. Is there any... She, Kithlin looks around to see if there's any door, like... Yes, this is a trap door, but maybe there's like a dungeon door, a prison door somewhere else. No, you, you look all around and it is smooth walls up 50 feet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I like seeing you on top of me, get out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then the floor opens up and you kind of see up there for a second. And someone drops three little glass vials down there. Mm-hmm. And they smash on your feet. Um, and then you guys just kind of pass out as these fumes start to fill Dang the it. bottom of this hole. Mm. Dang. Is there... Uh, I think Egan has a shield. No, he doesn't. I lied. Why did I think he had a shield? Because okay. his AC is so high. <laughs> That's how I rationalized yeah. it in my brain. Never mind. Carry on. Uh, Steph and Lady Law, so now the dwarves inside look like they've done a job well done and notice you outside and are gonna go aid the other 
20-ish who uh, are running after you guys. I'll cast Spirit Guardians at level 5, so anything okay. within 15 feet of me that I'd, other than Dragon's Death and any okay. other of my allies, will take 5d8 upon a wisdom save if they enter 15 feet, and then I'll be like, we need to get out of here. My thoughts exactly. He's gonna grab Lady Law and mention Dwarf just as far away as possible, or... Because uh, I think it's 500 feet is the maximum yeah. I can go. Okay. Yeah. And you so, don't even necessarily uh, have to see it. You just have to visualize it. Imagine it or something. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine where it's going to be the most advantageous oh. place to go. Allow me to um, interject here. What level are you casting that at? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> fourth level? What's my plan? Someone's gonna counterspell. Yeah, I rolled a nineteen plus five, so a wizard just snaps his fingers. Can you counterspell his counterspell? <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that allowed? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you yeah. can totally do it because it's just a reaction, right? So mm -hmm. as long as you have a reaction and you expend Ew. a spell slot, you can counterspell a counterspell. Then I will. Not to mess with your bullshit, there, Fable Weaver. <laughs> Yeah, no, you go for it. Uh, so, yeah, so it's someone be... else can counter spell your counter spell. Yeah, it's exactly. a big circle. <laughs> so, so roll me uh, a d10 plus your um, spellcasting modifier, and you have to beat her 23. No, 22. No, d20. 19. It's a d20, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's what I mean. It was like a d10. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. No, um, it's. So what did I need to beat? A 24. It was 19 plus 5 he rolled. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I rolled a 14 plus 4. Okay. Oh. okay. And then Battle you hear the them yell, Dragon Blood, get the nets! Mm. And you see now these dwarves are getting these, like, cannon guns out. Just, just fly away. Nets. Leave me here. Fly away. I'll, I will certainly try. Okay, so you're uh, gonna try to fly away? Yeah, because I completely forgot I could fly. If I just looked at my character's token, I would see the wings. <laughs> uh, and anyone who like brand, anyone who like whips out a gun, I'd like to shoot with the guiding bolt. Okay. Yeah. Try and yeah. give him as much cover as I can. Yeah, absolutely. So Drake and Steph for one, I'll get two dexterity saving throws as you try to avoid these nets. And then I'm going to give you advantage on one of them because Lady Law is shooting guiding bolts at them. That does a... Well, I appreciate that because the first roll was a 5, which re-rolled into an 18, and the second roll was a natural yeah. 20. Okay. Uh, uh, so, and then... Yeah. 24 to hit for 15 radiant damage on one of them, whichever one you oh, said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that's going to give the uh, necessary requirements for an advantage. Um, so, Drekenstef just flies away. And you there's now about... Potato chip! Give me the fuck <laughs> out of here! Potato chip! <laughs> it's been a while since we've said that. Yeah. And now there's about 40 uh, dwarves, all just kind of, like, holding pikes and spears encircling I'm... you. <laughs> Uh, if they, they come within 15 feet, they get in, they have to make wisdom no. saves, I will use my action see, to disengage. 
Yeah, they see your your um, spear guardian, so they're just kind of encircling you at about, you know, just so they're out of range. I'll, I'll just start walking in a direction and zapping some of them then. <laughs> okay, one of them chucks a spear at you. Don't love that. Uh, for a 19? Shield. It misses. Shield, nice. <laughs> Yeah, they just they just they're just gonna chuck chuck spears at you. Swinging. I'll start running at them so that they do also take some damage. I'm okay, make me make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh my god, Tater Town, move your tail! You almost got run over. Yikes! So uh, that wasn't great. Nine. Okay. So this weighted net uh, wraps you up, and it just starts like shocking you as like sparks of electricity off this net just kind of go up and down the little uh, strings um, until you are immobilized. That's fair. At which point, you are all thrown into prison cells, and Drek and Steph, you make your quick escape, and that is where we will end this week's session. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.